0: Lawnabilla Church Sermons. And we want to greet you this very special Christmas service where we want to worship the Lord that has become our Savior, the Lord that has been our Savior and has come to live amongst us. Isn't it incredible, the Christmas story? We tell the story to our children and they're very simple, but the simple story that we tell is a very profound story it's an amazing story because this is how it began that Joseph and Mary had to be taxed and so they had to go to Jerusalem rather to Bethlehem because that's where Joseph was born he had to go back and he had to have himself registered there so they had to leave their normal place of dwelling in Nazareth and they had to go to Bethlehem In Bethlehem there was no room for them and they entered into the inn and there was no one to care for Mary and they came that she was ready to deliver the child what are we going to do and so they had the child and he was born in a stable because there was no room in the inn now we love that story but you see behind it all is God's secret work that he was accomplishing his perfect will Because the emphasis of the story is that God's Son, the second person of the Trinity, now it's important to understand the Trinity. The Trinity is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. God the Father is God, God the Son is God, and God the Holy Spirit is God. They are three in one, and they're amazing. But you see, we read in Galatians The fourth chapter says, But when the time had fully come, God sent forth his Son, born of a woman, born under the law to redeem men. What an amazing story at that time. God chose, because in the Trinity, God the Father and Son and Holy Spirit were in perfect harmony. And they lived for all eternity in that condition. And the day came where the Father said to Jesus, the second person of the Trinity, Son, I want you to go down, and I want you to take on a human body. I want you to have a human body, not like a human body, but actually to have a human body. That's an amazing thing that God arranged from the very beginning. This is the Christmas story. He says, I want you to come, and I want you to live amongst men. And the reason you need to come is you need to come and live amongst men, dwell with men, and that you need to live a life that is perfect and in harmony, and then you need to be willing to go to the cross. And Jesus deliberately came. He came into this world for the purpose of bearing the sins of the world. What an amazing, amazing story that is. And so it is, we start with the Trinity. God the Father sent the Son. It is not the Father that died, it was the second person of the Trinity. We sometimes sing the song, and can it be that thou my God didst die for me? Well the truth is our God didn't die for us. Jesus Christ, the second person of the Trinity, died for us. You see, God cannot die. God is perfect and he would never die. But he sent his son, the second person of the Trinity, to come to die for the sins of the world. That's why the story is so amazing. There is nothing more thrilling, more exciting the fact that Mary was told that she was going to have a child. Now, poor Joseph, he was confused. He says, how is this possible? Here she's bearing a child and there's had no relationship with a male. How is that possible? It says, the Holy Spirit will come upon her and she will bear a child in her womb. The seed of the woman would have a child and that child would be literally God who was God, the second person of the Trinity, through all eternity, and now a change has taken place. He changes his form. He was a he was God and now, as the God man, he came and took on human flesh. And he was made flesh and dwelt amongst us. He came and became a part of us. That's unbelievable. You see, there was a time when Jesus Christ was not a part of humanity. He did not have a human body, but when he, as a little baby, he was always the second person of the Trinity, he was in Mary's womb. And there he came as a normal, helpless child so that he could live amongst us. You see, it's important that he came so that he could die for us. He had to be the God-man, and he was willing to die for us, for our sins, So he was the perfect sacrifice. So that's why we come back to the story we tell our children that Mary bore a child. And God said to Joseph, Don't worry about it, because this is what has happened, taking place is not something the choice of man, but rather she's going to bear a child by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will overshadow you, and a miracle will take place, and the seed of the woman will become the seed of. David, the seed of Abraham. And so she bore a child that was created by the Holy Spirit, and that is Jesus Christ, you say. Now, why was that possible? Why did he have to come in this way? You see, the male is simply excluded. It was not because of a male and a female coming together, but rather the Holy Spirit coming together with the Virgin Mary, and she bore a child and that child was the God-man. And because he was the perfect son of God, and he was the spotless son of God, he had no sin. Therefore, he could bear the sins of the sins of the world. And therefore, the Virgin Mary was able to bear this child. It came from the seed of David. And she bore this child. Now, we read in the book of Genesis that it says that the the seed of the woman will crush the head of, of the devil. And that is exactly what happened. Because in the cross of Jesus Christ, Satan was completely defeated. And so he came of a virgin, not of men or the will of men, but he came as a child by the virgin, by the Holy Spirit. And Jesus Christ came into the world as a spotless lamb of God. That's an amazing thing. People get very confused about the virgin birth, but the virgin birth declares that he was a spotless lamb of God and he, therefore he could bear the sins of the whole world. What a marvelous story. The virgin birth is so amazing. It is so wonderful. It's so miraculous. You say, that's kind of hard to believe. Well, this is God doing a miracle. If God wants to send his son into the world, then he can send him by a a mother's womb and be born in a child in the womb of Mary and have this life and come and live amongst us, and then actually lay down his life for the sins of the world. That's why Jesus Christ said he came. He came into the world to seek and to save that which is lost. That's us an amazing story. So the virgin birth is amazing. Because it's so miraculous and it's so amazing that God has done this for us to give us a sacrifice that was perfect, that truly would be able to bear our sins. And so we see that the Trinity comes into play here. The Father sends the Son and the Son comes. Now before they were together perfectly, the second person of the Trinity was with the Father for all eternity. But you see a change took place. He took upon himself a body, a body that he will have for the rest of eternity. And when we go to heaven, we will see Jesus Christ's resurrected body because he was the spotless Lamb of God. He made that sacrifice. Joseph said, How is this possible? Because she's never known a man. Well, God says it's going to be a miracle that the child will come from the womb of the woman and the spotless Lamb of God. She will be a virgin and she will bear by the Holy Spirit. What an amazing thing that God designed this plan to give us salvation, to give us eternal life. And here it is that we have the Trinity working on our behalf, accomplishing all these things, that she would bring forth a son and he would be called, his name would be called Jesus who says that God means Emmanuel? God with us. For God actually came to dwell amongst men. He didn't become like a uh, uh, like a god, but rather he was literally a man. He had a human body. He had a human soul. He had a whole human personality, and he came and he lived amongst us, and then he died for us. This is because he was born of a virgin. And she, and being of Joseph and being of Mary, was of the line of David, because David had been promised that his seed would bear, bear a child, would be the Messiah. That's why the prophet, that's why all of all the history of Israel, because every mother looked forward to having a child because they wanted their son to be the Messiah. Here, the son has given his son. And the child has come and lived amongst them, and he's lived with them as a spotless lamb of God. So here we have, you say, how is this possible? Well, the male is excluded. The man is put aside because it is by the woman and it is by her seed that the seed of woman crushed the head of Satan. And that's what Jesus Christ came to do. He is our Savior. He is our Lord. He is our master. He was born of a virgin. And this was not a, 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 a an appearance like an angel coming in a theophany. A theophany is when an angel or a heavenly being would take on human form. But that is not what Jesus did. Jesus literally became a babe in the manger. He was the God-man. What an amazing thing that he did for us and what an amazing thing that he did it because he loved us so much this shows the tremendous love of God the father sent the son and the son said to the father yes father I will come to do your will I will do what you ask me to I will bear the child I will I will be a ch- I will be a child and live amongst these people born of a virgin and this is what incarnation means it means that God literally came to dwell with us that's the glory of christmas we sing the christmas songs and they are so great and so many wonderful things we can say about them they turn to us and they say to us jesus christ came and lived amongst us to be the son of god to be the son of god to bear his sin the sins of the world what tremendous love what transcendation that God sent forth his son born of a virgin. And this is how God planned it and the way God designed it so that he could be the spotless lamb of God, bearing the sins of the world. And he bore our our sins on the cross. He was born of, of Mary, of born of the Holy Spirit. And this is how the child came into being. And he lived amongst us and then he died but it is not just the story of the miraculous birth but it is the miraculous death and resurrection for jesus christ the son of god the second person of the trinity the god man who came and dwelt amongst and was made flesh amongst us and lived amongst us and now he has died but he did not just die he rose again victorious over death He defeated Satan, he defeated sin, he defeated the world, and he defeated it all and victoriously won over it all in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. The three trinity working together, producing this incredible miracle in not just the miracle of the virgin birth, but the miracle of the resurrection for Jesus Christ who died, was victorious over death, defeated death and defeated Satan and was victorious and that victory is our victory and therefore we can rejoice in this no matter where you're at you can know the victory that is in Jesus Christ because he comes he gives it to you you by faith can receive his new life his new power his resurrection power in your body and in your life and your life can be different and transformed because he is your Lord, he came the perfect sacrificial lamb. He was the sacrifice lamb, but then he defeated Satan on the cross and came forth victorious, victorious over death and sin and, resur- and, and, and evil and death has been defeated. And now he is victorious as a virgin birth, produced a perfect spotless lamb of God, and he comes as a savior of the world. My friend, do you understand this joy, this story that's so exciting for our children? They seem with simple faith to understand that somehow God has done something wonderful. This wonderful thing that God has done, he came and lived amongst us as a spotless, perfect lamb of God, born of a virgin. And as a virgin, he brought forth a life that was perfect, And he laid down his life on the cross, willingly, deliberately, to give us eternal life. Oh, my friend, do you know that eternal life? It is by faith you become a part of it. It becomes a part of you. You can know his resurrection. His resurrection is so perfect. God has gone to all this extent for the reason that he loves us, because it is all because of his love for us that he's died for our sins and he's defeated Satan. He's risen victor- victorious and gives to us eternal life. Yes, we have reason. So the angels rejoice and the wise men rejoice and the shepherds rejoice. What an amazing thing. All of heaven burst forth into singing the fact that God has become the perfect lamb of God that bears the sins of the world. Oh, that is our message. That is our story. And if you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, then you know his life and his resurrection. He gives to you eternal life that you might be victorious in Jesus Christ. So let's rejoice in that. And this Christmas season, let's just thank the Lord for the gift that is ours. Thank you, Lord, for coming and giving yourself on the cross. Thank you for coming born of a virgin, to be born in a a mother's womb in a stable with all of those terrible circumstances. Lord, you did it all for us. You not only came, but you went and lived amongst us, but you not only lived amongst us, but you gave your life on the cross. You willingly laid it down so that you could bear the sins of the whole world. What a marvelous, loving God you are. Father, we want to thank you that you sent your Son. Holy Spirit, that you came upon your own second person of the Trinity, the Holy Trinity. We thank you that the second person of the Trinity, you became the God-man to bear the sins of the whole world. Thank you that we know this life, that you give it to us because by faith we can know you as our Lord and our Savior. And we worship you and adore you. All that we can say is thank you, thank you, thank you for a marvelous gift of life, a marvelous gift of eternal life that is ours in Jesus Christ. And so, Lord, we want to rejoice and give you the glory and believe that you're going to do great and mighty things in our midst. And we give you the glory and the praise. Amen. And a merry, merry Christmas to all of you. Rejoice in the Lord that is ours. We ask these things, Lord, in your name. In Jesus' name, amen. And there were shepherds living out in the field nearby, keeping watch over their flocks by night an angel of the Lord appeared unto them and the glory of the Lord shone round about them and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be to all people today in the town of David. A savior has been born and he will be, it will be assigned to you. You will find the babe wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angels, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom the good favor rests. When the angels had left had left them and gone up into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing which has been happening which the Lord has told us about. And so they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the good word concerning what they had already been told about the child. And all who heard this were amazed at what the shepherds said. But Mary treasured all these things in her heart and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherd returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things which they had heard and seen, which were just as they were told. And on the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise him, he was named Jesus, the name the angels had given him before he had been conceived. And when the time of his purification, according to the law of Moses, had been completed joseph and mary took him to jerusalem to present him to the lord and as it is written in the law of the lord every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the lord and to offer as a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of god a pair of doves or a two young pigeons now there was a man in jerusalem named simeon And he was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel. That means the second coming of Christ. First coming of Christ. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had revealed to him that the Holy Spirit, that he would not see death before he had had a chance to see the Lord of Christ. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple court. And when the parents brought the child Jesus to be have him circumcised the law was required simeon took him in his arms and praised god saying sovereign lord as you have promised now dismiss your servant in peace for my eyes have seen your salvation which to you have prepared in the light sight of all people a light for the revelation of the gentiles and for the glory of your people israel and the child and the father and the mother marveled at what was said about him when simeon was blessing them and said to mary his mother this child is destined to cause the fall and rise of many in israel to be a sign that will be spoken unto them so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and the sword will pierce your soul, too. There were also there was also a prophetess, Anna, and the daughter of the tribe of Asher, and she was very old, and she had lived with her husband for seven years when he had when they were married, and then he, she was widowed for almost eighty-four years, and she never left the temple but worshipped night and day fasting and praying coming up upon them the very moment he gave them thanks to god and to spoke to them the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of israel when joseph and mary had gone done everything required by the law of the lord they returned to galilee to their own town of nazareth and the child grew and became strong and he was filled with the wisdom and the grace of God upon them all. And every year his parents went to Jerusalem for the feast of the Passover. When he was 12 years old, he went up with them to the feast according to the custom. After the feast was over, while the parents were returning home, the boy stayed behind in Jerusalem, but they were unaware of it, thinking he had gone with their They were with the other people of the company. They traveled on for a day, and then they began looking for him amongst the relatives and friends, and when they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting amongst the teachers and listening to them and asking them questions. Everyone who heard him was amazed at what he understood and his answers. And when his parents saw him, they were astonished his mother said to him son why have you treated us this way your father and i have been anxious searching for you why were you searching for me he said don't you know i must be about my father's house my business but they did not understand what he was saying to them then he went down to nazareth with them and was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart, and Jesus grew in the wisdom and stature and in favor of God and of men. Montebello Church Sermons